keep Rayman Digital on the air by pledging to our Patreon page. Uh, your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging $1 to $10 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. <laughs> Star Wars from the back to tank RMD's exclusive Star Wars show I am Michael your host and in the back to waters with me today is David hello David hello there and Raina hello hey guys all right so we have a lot to sort through we have not been doing nearly as many update shows that we as we have done in the past mostly because we've been very busy dealing with the wonderful television show on Disney Plus, The Bad Batch. Absolutely. That has consumed most of our time. But we are here today to get through a lot of the news that has been going under the radar here at Rain Man Digital, and we're going to sort through it. And there are some good things, and there are some eh things, which is usually the case when it comes to Star Wars these days, uh, at least for you and I, right, Dave? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, it's it's something that me and you have discussed a lot in the past couple episodes about how Disney has not really been pushing the franchise. I mean, market wise. Yeah. Cause I mean, we're almost, uh, we're pretty much halfway through the, through the year, no Intel or even no teaser on the book of Boba Fett, which apparently is coming out in December. Yeah. It's very strange, <laughs> right? How have we not heard any press press? There's no rounding the Fett series. And and if there is any press about it, it's always, oh, here's a leak. Here's yeah. this. And I'm it's kind of like I'm getting to the point where I wish Disney would just get ahead of everything and say, hey, this is what's going on. Here you guys go. Here's a teaser. Here's a here's an announcement. And you'd expect them to actually be very proactive because they're pretty pretty proactive in say like the Marvel side. Yeah, well that's what I think is hindering the proactivity when it comes to star Wars. And this is something that is not new. We have talked about this since they have, since they destroyed solo by not promoting that either. Yeah. I mean, there's other factors that were involved with the lackluster box office of solo. There were other factors involved, but one big factor was that there was no promotion. There were people talking about, Hey, this movie comes out next month. And uh, where's the trailer? Like, what are we doing here? Like, there's no promotion, but we Solo's coming out, right? Sure, yeah, it'll come out. And all that we had in the way of promotion for Solo was the controversy, was the rumors that were leaking as to why Ron Howard came in and ended up directing, and Chris Miller and Phil Lord was were fired. Like, that's the only thing we really had in the way of true promotion and marketing for Solo. And here we are again. 
I don't quite understand Disney's reasoning behind some of this. I can understand the first half of the of the year. I understand what they're doing. They're putting a lot of their emphasis on the Marvel TV shows since that has been a thing since what February is yeah. when WandaVision first premiered. And then there was uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And now there was Loki. And so now I, you have the what if series. It seems like they're putting all their attention on there. And that goes to uh, the bigger problem that we had discussed way back in 2012 or 2013 when Lucasfilm officially became under the banner of Disney. We had said, well, how are they going to market? How are they going to be able to promote all these different franchises when they're all essentially going to be competing with each other? And we said the same thing with Disney plus, are they going to be able to promote Marvel's, you know, whatever it may be with Disney, whatever star Wars show they have planned. I mean, even HBO and a showtime for the, for the last, I don't know, 15, 16 years, they had one show at a time, one show, Sunday nights was their their night that they premiered shows and Disney is trying to do their thing. And like, do they have the ability to release multiple big shows without taking away from the others and the ways of promotion that still remains to be seen. And so far it doesn't seem like they can focus on more than one thing. And unfortunately, again, this goes, this goes at the feet of our president of of operations, Who's which that? is Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, I have not heard any. I haven't even seen her in an interview. I think she's dead. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I think and uh, like Bob Iger before you left, he like fucking slit her throat. Slit her throat. Like you fucking dude. And like, and like he going, propped her up in her desk. Where oh, was she, working? She's just fine. Where was she <laughs> when you know, like Bad Batch was announced? No. Filoni was the one who was actually in front of everything, yeah. making all the rounds. I think Kathleen Kenny has realized that she's bad for press. A lot of people don't like her, which is sad because yeah. do you, do you really think Kathleen Kennedy's bad for press? Because I don't. Yes. Yes. I think she is at this point. I don't have a problem with her necessarily. I haven't, I take issue with some of her decisions, but as an executive, I think she's doing her job. Exactly. But a lot of star Wars fans do not see it that way. And they hate her. <laughs> and imagine if she got out. Well, speaking of fans. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of fans, do you think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason they're not doing as much in terms of advertising for Star Wars because of the toxicity of the fans? That could be it. You very well could be correct. It that could, could be, be it. But I mean, not giving anything to the fans, I think, is worse. Well, I think what happens is you have... <laughs> Maybe they're just like, fuck it. You know what? They're not going to like anything we promote. So let's just release stuff and uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still haven't heard much about the Takeda Watiti Star Wars movie. Yeah. The only reason why we've heard anything is because he has talked about it. In fact, recently in an article, or I should say an interview, Takeda Watiti uh, gives us an update on his Star Wars movie. Currently, writing script he says and it feels very me and i don't know if i like (laughs) Like the way that sounds because i don't know if i like watiti so when he (laughs) says the script feels like it's very me you know what my mind goes to immediately comedy yes it immediately for me goes to i do not I was thinking that maybe yeah. it's a joke. And, and, wait, wait, wait. You think what he said was a joke or you think you think his movie is a joke? No, no, that the movie could be a joke. 
I mean, he wouldn't treat it that way intentionally, but who knows how it's going to come off. I I think uh, Heiko Watiti is a, a good director. He isn't a bad director. For me to say, you know, pretend and get over here and say he sucks and he's talentless would be a lie. Yeah. The guy is talented. He's just not the type of director that makes movies that I like. Yeah, he's his style is not suited for Star Wars. It, it really isn't. And when he says it feels like me, I immediately have flashbacks to the major problems we had on the set of Solo. Why did they fire Chris Miller and Phil Lord, if you remember? Okay, besides the 50,000 takes that they made these actors do and the fact that they tried to ad-lib things, the dailies were coming back, and it was a comedy routine. Yes. It was too funny for Star Wars. That was the biggest thing that came out in those rumors. They're making a movie that is way too funny and comedic for Star Wars. And they got fired because they refused the change to change it. Now we have Taika, who is a comedy director. And people may say, well, because I hear this all the time when I say I don't like Taika. Well, did you see his World War II Nazi movie? That was a comedy. That was a comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And to make things worse, it was a children's comedy. Yes. So I don't think that's a good comparison. So when he says this script feels very much like me, I get nervous that we're going to get Thor Ragnarok, the Star Wars edition. Yeah. And I don't know if that would work in the world of Star Wars. However, I am keeping an open mind. I'm not going to poo-poo on this and be toxic because he's directing. Exactly. I am hoping that Kathleen Kennedy has learned from her mistakes and is keeping an eye on Taika and saying, listen, we want your comedic flair. There's always a little humor in Star Wars, yeah. but uh, let's also keep it grounded in what people are used to when it comes to Star Wars. And that's the thing is kind of like, I think if... If Taika, if his script is a Star Wars, a quote unquote Star Wars script and like his humor, if he decides to actually use original characters to tell his story, fantastic. That could possibly work better in his, in his thing. But if he starts taking like characters like, you know, the mainstays like Luke, Leia, even Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren, it will feel to me too much like robot chicken. Where it's just a satire making fun of Star Wars. Yeah. And, you know, I lo- I, I'm, I'm actually the opposite with you with Taika. I actually like his work, but I, I, I really gravitate towards more comedic directors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you 100% that just director style wise, I never really felt he was a good fit for Star Wars. Because, like, I saw what happened in Thor Ragnarok, and I didn't like Thor Ragnarok. It was it was okay, but I didn't like it. See, I because, think with, I think with Star Wars, Dave is um, okay. So, do you know what a tour is? An tour director is a director who imposes his style on whatever film he's making. It's he's the true author of that film. Yeah, and you can usually pinpoint an tour's film easily. A Quentin Tarantino movie. You know when you're watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. You know when you're watching a Nolan picture. Yeah. You know when you're watching a Rodriguez picture. That's another one. And you know when you're watching a Taika Waititi movie. 
And I feel like our tours are not a great fit for Star Wars because Star Wars is something very specific and it can be many different things in the ways of genre. But imposing your director style on Star Wars would actually break what Star Wars is, in my opinion. Yeah. And here's the thing, just to actually add on to your the reasons why getting a, the type of director like that is kind of questionable. Look. We say we make fun of him in this show about many, many times because we do not like him. Who? But Rian Johnson was the experiment of getting an auteur director year, to exactly be in right. Star Wars. And I've I've lessened my hatred for Rian Johnson because I've I've listened to other people's criticism saying that he got a bad rap because he was just approaching it just like what you said, as an auteur. Yeah. He wanted he to He was bring, allowed to do that. He was allowed to do that. He was a director literally doing his job. Did did <laughs> we want did we want him to do what he was doing? No, but he had the right as the director to do it. So that was the experiment of trying to bring in a type of director like that. And that's what you got. And listen, I'm not <laughs> saying you can't bring your own flair into a big picture if you're an auteur style director. You can, but you also have to know your boundaries. And that's why I am still keeping an open mind. I have to I have to hope that Kennedy will not allow a director to come in and break what Star Wars is. I mean, if she does that, she's done. She's fucking done. For real this time. Now, here's the thing, though, Mike. I... This is a little off subject when it comes to talking about filmmaking and Star Wars. Do you think that basically in today's landscape, in the filmmaking landscape, me and you have talked about a bunch of other uprising directors. The problem I see nowadays, up and coming, up and coming yeah. a lot of the things I see is majority of the field when it comes to directors, they're all auteurs. I think they, they, have, I they, think they want to be, but they're they not. They want to be, right? Yeah. So. Trying to approach, trying to tell a director to approach it the classical way of filming, like a Ron Howard did with Solo, is pretty much blasphemy for a bunch of the directors today. Yeah. So it's going to be impossible for them to find a new director. Well, look at the Marvel films. Then all those are directors that leave their style at the door, but they find moments where they can flex their style. And the first movie where the auteur slipped through, if you want to look at the MCU, and it was the most hated of the Marvel films, I didn't mind it, was Shane Black's uh, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. That guy is an auteur. He has a style. You know when you're watching a Shane Black movie, and that's why the movie felt so different. You're having funny, cool guy criminals talking, having conversations and dialogue. It felt weird and out of place in uh, the third installment of an Iron Man trilogy that didn't even feel anything like that before. Yeah. And why do you think people felt uncomfortable with that movie? Besides the fact that the twist ending was awful, but just the style itself worked if it was its own thing. So sometimes you can break the, the 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 franchise or a style without even realizing if this type of director in, imposes too much of his style. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We do have some good news. Lucasfilm reportedly looking to cast live action Sabine Wren for <laughs> the upcoming Ahsoka series. We knew this was going to be a thing. Yeah. This we shouldn't did. be a we surprise, did. right? No, no, no. Because like everyone knew, everyone that is a Rebels fan knew as soon as basically Ahsoka uttered those faded words, where's. Where's Thrawn? 
we all knew that basically, oh, we're going to get the Rebels characters back. Yeah. Well, we have to. Well, listen, the way Rebels ended, we knew that they were eventually going to have to tell this other story because yes. it really didn't have an ending. Oh, yeah. It was like, and now my story continues. It almost felt like a quantum leap ending where my next leap will be the leap, the leap home. home. <laughs> it felt like a new journey starting. Yeah, especially since, you know, like leaving it on the mystery of where's Ezra and basically Ahsoka and Sabine both deciding, okay, we got to go go find him. Yeah. And that was the whole journey. And everyone basically said, you're going to leave us like that. <laughs> hey, listen, it worked. Got us all excited for the next thing. That that it did. That it did. Okay, so Ahsoka might bring a fan favorite Mandalorian warrior to live action, as Disney is reportedly looking for an actress to play Sabine Wren in the upcoming series. You know, if we're dealing with the Mandalorians now, that's something we're doing. And we're not holding back. We're, we're delving. We're going full on into the Mandalorian culture. It would feel very strange if Sabine isn't introduced very soon in one of the series. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As soon as even at the end of season one. Well, especially with uh, Sabine's connection to the dark saber, to the dark saber, because like as soon as we saw um, the dark saber make its appearance at the end of season one, my mind basically said, you know what? Sabine's probably going to probably show up. And I thought she would, would have showed up in season two, but she didn't. We, instead we had, we ended up getting like the, the group of Mandalorians going after it. Which is fine. There's a lot going on in that second season. Yeah. A lot of faces. So so the young Mandalorian Sabine was introduced in Star Wars Rebels for people that may not be in the know. Uh, where she played a key part in the Rebel team of the Ghost Starship. While reporting on Marvel's What If premiere on Disney Plus, the Hollywood reporter mentioned that sources connected to Lucasfilm confirmed the studio was looking for an actress to play Sabine opposite Rosario Dawson's character. Uh, Dawson showed up as Ahsoka during the second season of The Mandalorian, marking the first live-action version of The Clone Wars' Young Jedi. And the article goes on to say, so, casting, so the casting of Sabine would fit Star Wars' new creative direction in which the lines between animation and live action are getting blurred in a favor of a cohesive shared universe. Do you think you'd be happy if, you, if we actually got to see that final chapter of Rebels done live action? I think that's the best way to go at this point, especially now that we have a live action Ahsoka. It would feel a little weird to go backwards now into animation, especially since... The numbers are now showing that not many, not as many people watching the live action are transitioning to the animation. There was a huge, huge jump or spike in downloads for the Clone Wars after the first season of Mandalorian. But since then, it's really leveled out. I mean, for the most part, the normies out there who just love TV shows and they enjoy Star Wars, they're not going to sit down and watch all the cartoons. They're, they're just not. My mother and my family outside of me are are big Star Wars fans, but they're big movie fans and they like the TV show now. But they will not sit through a cartoon because it's a cartoon. No matter how great it is, no matter no matter how well it's written, they won't sit through it. I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> and you should. You should. You should, because this all was designed to just talk <laughs> shit about you. I knew it. <laughs> do you think they will how big of a name do you think they're going to get for Sabine 
Well, here was the scary part. A long time ago. Hopefully it's not a fucking wrestler. Yeah. Season two, when season two came out, my fear was that Sasha Banks was going to be Sabine mm-hmm. Wren. Thankfully, a lot of people were. Thankfully, no. <laughs> thankfully, no. I'm hoping because Ahsoka is being completely produced and the sh- uh, by Filoni and the showrunner is Filoni that he's in a cast people besides Favreau's weird obsession with wrestlers and MMA fighters and influencers. Yeah. And yeah, let's not, let's, let's hire people who are talented actors, especially after what we're getting with Obi-Wan. In fact, if you look at the recent news pertaining to the Obi-Wan series, this is a series that I'm getting more and more excited about because of quality. I know that that's the thing that's irritating me though. I'm getting more excited about Obi-Wan now when I didn't want to. I will because you don't want to be disappointed. Absolutely. I I don't think we're going to be disappointed, Dave, as long as everything we keep hearing from the set is true. I have a feeling that the show is going to be written. Well, now there may be people that complain about this series because you're dealing with Obi-Wan, which comes with a lot of expectations. And if you're not giving the fans exactly what they thought in their mind that they were going to get, like a fight scene between Vader and Obi-Wan or Darth Maul for whatever reason, then I have a feeling fans are, are probably going to complain. Yeah, they're and they're not going to, they're going to be disappointed. They're not going to be happy, even if they're given something amazingly written, because when it comes down to it, they don't really care about the quality of writing. They care about how many moments of fan service can you shove into a tv show that's why mandalorian is such a huge hit with many of the star wars fans because it's literally just an easter egg inside of an easter egg inside of an easter egg and you don't know which came first a fucking easter egg or the fucking star wars show so obi-wan kenobi indera varma was one of the cast members the woman from game of thrones she says ewan mcgregor and deborah chow have made this beast feel like an independent movie and for me, who's that's a good. film douche, I'm very excited by that because that's exactly what I've been saying, how they should tackle this show from the beginning. Give us a nuanced look into Obi-Wan's time on Tatooine. Make yeah. it a very personal story. Give us the Obi-Wan that we never quite got in, pre- in the prequels. Now, don't get me wrong. I loved that Obi-Wan. But now this is a different version it's because different time version has passed the Republic has failed. He's had time to sit and think about the failures of the Jedi and possibly even his own failures. This is the series that can bridge the characterization of Obi-Wan between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. Yeah, because you got to remember that now not many, not the average everyday Joe is going to understand this connection that I'm about to make, but like in Rebels very end obi-wan's statement to darth maul was look at what i've risen above now where we where we last left obi-wan prior to that he was just leaving his best friend in on the lava planet took his lightsaber and basically had to go off to more training so i think you're on to something mike about obi-wan possibly being more introspective and showing you know Obi-Wan's growth from that moment to New Hope, where he's he's suddenly that wise old man of Luke that is a great teacher now. Yeah. I, I feel like there's so much they can do in the ways of quality for this show and really give us the, the a final send-off 
because this will be the final send off. Oh yeah, of Obi Wan. That's why. That's why I'm really. I wanted to pick your guys's brain, including you, Raina. It's kind of like I've heard a lot of chatter of fans really kind of not liking the direction of Obi-Wan, especially with the news of hating Christensen coming in. Okay. In what regard? And how, could, how do they hate the direction? And There's people are like saying, yet. why are we going back to oh. the whole thing of, between Obi-Wan and Anakin? And I'm like going, well, wait a minute. That is an important point for Obi-Wan. It's not like he can get over just kill, basically to him, killing his best friend and leaving him to die. Right. There's, <laughs> we, okay. The reason why we accept it in New Hope is because 20 some years has passed. Yeah. But you're right. If we're dealing with like, let's say a 10 years post Revenge of the, the Sith, Sith, the most likely story to get is Obi-Wan's grief. It, this can't be a happy tale. This has to be sad because when you really think about it, he raised this kid since he was what, five years old, six years old. Yeah. Anakin. he raised him. He was essentially his father, then older brother. And he had to kill him or at least he thought he did. Yes. That's major psychological ingredients. ingredients. There. That would be amazing if they actually use that in the show. So and, that aspect, I think, is fine. And there's been a, uh, there's been some fan chatter that I've been seeing where like people are like saying, "No, why is Hayden Christensen? No, back? why are we why are we de- dealing with this again?" And I'm like, going, "We should be excited that we're going to see Anakin again." I'm, I'm hesitant. I let Reyna answer first before I get into it. How, how do you feel about that, Reyna? You know, I don't know what to feel, and I've actually tried to turn my feelers off because I've been setting up so many expectations. With these shows and sometimes I'm feeling let down, I kind of want to just let it do its thing and see what happens before I even get myself upset. I was nervous (laughs) at first about Hayden because I, in my mind, can't picture how it's going to go. But now I'm just like, okay, let's just see what happens. I'm not even really focusing on the chatter that I'm seeing online. I'm just like, you know what? People are going to be upset. Whatever. Die upset. Die mad. I don't care. (laughs) Wow. Very aggressive. (laughs) fucking die die mad <laughs> it's funny that you know reina says that because i feel i feel like she is uh, an example of a lot of the fans including yeah. myself where it's just like yes. you know what i'm We're tired getting- i'm tired of being hurt <laughs> and now i'm just abused and i'm gonna take what you give me and i'm i'm gonna just not even have expectations anymore because i want to enjoy something in my life i'm just gonna lie here <laughs> <laughs> Why waste your energy being mad before you've even seen it is all. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't even want to go there. No, I, I agree actually with agree with you. Like we have opinions and thoughts and that's fine on a show where we're talking Star Wars. But you see some of these people get really, really passionate on social media yeah. where they are already getting angry and becoming toxic over things that they don't even really know the bigger picture behind like they don't know what how the how obi-wan's gonna end up now once it comes out and it sucks fine be toxic if you want fine do it that's why i'm shocked that basically people are jumping the gun on a lot of the backlash for hating christensen because i'm going shouldn't we just be happy that an actor's come back to um, us <laughs> I, I, come on. listen dave you're, you're you're very um enlightened over there young sir <laughs> very enlightened but i will say that i'm very hesitant, hesitantly cautious because I personally don't think it's great to have Darth Vader in the series. It raises a lot of red flags. Now the star Wars nerd in me 
yes, I am very excited for Anakin to come back. But we go back to what we said several episodes ago, Dave. Obi-Wan and Vader, or let's say Vader, didn't even know Obi-Wan was alive. He said, this is a presence I have not felt in and stops talking. Now, I made a joke and said, this is a presence I have not felt since yesterday. (laughs) I mean, maybe that's what he was thinking. But Tarkin in that conversation with Vader, you know, surely he can't still be alive. That fire has gone out years ago. Mm -hmm. You're the last of your religion, my friend. Is what Tarkin says. We are led to believe that as far as Vader and Tarkin are, are concerned, including and as well as the Empire, probably the Empire, there's no one left at that point. So to have Obi-Wan interact in any way with Vader would feel very weird and very strange because why would Anakin not continue his hunt for 20 years until he finds him? He has to think he's dead. Now, the other side of that, Anakin probably thinks he is alive. Because if you remember, who killed Obi-Wan? No one did. He left him for dead. And as far as Anakin knows, Obi-Wan's out there fucking hiding. So it depends on where we pick up in Obi-Wan's life. Chronologically, are we five years post Return of the Jedi? Then it could work. But if we go anywhere near the 10 to 15 year mark, it's going to fuck things up. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I am I am excited, but I am hesitant. The Mandalorian season three will start filming soon, according to Giancarlo Esposito. That's such a good name. It is. That's a good name. I wish I had that name. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, because my name sucks, Michael. Like, even, like, let's say you're in bed with a hot chick. Like, Michael, yeah. Like, that sounds horrible, but Giancarlo. What about Miguel? No, that sounds like I just came from the border. Like, <laughs> there's nothing sexy about Miguel. Giancarlo. Giancarlo doesn't sound like he's from the border. No, he sounds like he's like possibly a little French or Italian with Mexican ishness. He's from the maybe. islands. Yeah, Giancarlo. It sounds oh more God. exotic. You got to say it the right way, and then my point is proven. Like, try to say it the right way. Go ahead, Reina. Say it the right way. Giancarlo. Say it with lust in the voice. Giancarlo. See what I'm talking See, about? Yeah. That then, works. Add the last name, too, where you have to say Espanito. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my Do God. that one, too, Raina. Go ahead. Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah. My Spanish is horrible. Giancarlo Espacito. Yeah. See? See? You, you got, and you got to get that lust in there. Like, then suddenly that name's sexy. There's no amount of lust that you can throw into Miguel or Michael that makes it sound good. <laughs> I, no, I don't like it. I'm wondering if this is his. You don't like Giancarlo? No, I, I didn't say I didn't like him. I like the name thingy. No, it doesn't. Because you're racist. Oh, okay. Let's be racist. You're. Uh, let's be racist. Let's, let's be, be honest. <laughs> All right. So Jean Carlos says that the season uh, Mandalorian season three will start filming, and the book of Boba Fett is wrapped. So we're going to fully say that basically, book of Boba Fett is not 
as everyone thought was going to be Mandalorian season three. No, I think that's what everyone thought because of how the second season of Mandalorian ended. People said, oh, shit, is this show over now? Because the child went off with Luke and then it says the book of Boba Fett. Are they doing like an anthology thing now where every season it could be something different? I didn't think that I figured this is a new series that we're getting. But a lot of people did think that. Uh, but the way it's being promoted, though, the Book of Boba Fett, when it is being promoted, you can hear a lot of people saying, or I should say referring to it as almost like Mandalorian season 2.5. 2.5. Because it's going to be a series that has a lot of guests that are coming in and out of the show. Which, when you're dealing with Boba Fett, and you're it's an event series, it's not going to be an ongoing series. At least that's what we have been told so far. We will see what happens once this show becomes a success. I can see Disney easily saying, well, hmm, we can make more money if we just do another season. So we'll see what happens. But as of now, it does make sense for the Boba Fett series to have a bit of a revolving door of cast. I'm sure we're going to see the Mandalorian. I believe we're going to see Luke if those posters are anything to go by. Yeah, those posters. I love those posters, but... I think that's pretty much confirmation that we're going to get Luke again. Now, did you hear? No, we are getting Luke for sure. I don't know if it's going to be in the book of Boba Fett or if it's going to be in the Mandalorian. It seems like based on the stills we've seen and the rumors that Luke is going to have a big part in the third season of Mandalorian. And I don't know how I feel about that because of the CGI aspect. Now, the whole Uncanny Valley thing didn't bother me. For that one sequence. Yes. But if we have an entire show where we're looking at CGI Luke and that uncanny valley is just too unsettling. Or gimmicky shots too, because you got to remember they use gimmick shots during that scene to make it work. It might pull audiences out. Now, if you saw that report, Dave, I don't know. There's that report that came out. I want to say two weeks ago that apparently the Mandalorian Producers Favreau and Filoni hired yes the YouTube guys that fixed the CGI from their show yes because dude he did a fantastic job well he released a video of a side by side and said this is theirs and this is mine what I did here in my home with my computer CGI set uh, setup and his according to many of the fans looked way better (laughs) all I'm gonna say is. When he goes into the studio doors, a lot of those editors are going to hate his guts. Oh, for sure. Well, look at this guy. <laughs> what experience do you have? Well, I make YouTube videos and TikTok videos with Good. CGI faces. It's going to be like, welcome to the jungle, pal. You're going to be coming to prison now. What's, what's that thing called in the in the Marines? Like it's called a red light. Red you know, light. Where you get, <laughs> you're red lighted them. You're red lighting You put a bunch him. of rocks and socks and just beat the shit out of them. I was like, make us look bad. Okay. <laughs> right. Where you sleep violent. <laughs> but listen, you gotta feel good though if you're that guy. Oh, absolutely. Getting yeah. that phone call from Lucasfilm, like, hey, listen, by the way, we It'd liked what to- you did and uh Let's bring you in to do some work here. On automatically, automatically, you have to think that he probably thought it was a prank call. Oh, I would because, have hung up, dude. What would you have done if oh, you woke up? If you hung up, you would have hung up. I, I would have thought Bobby was like playing tricks on. Him. Like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever, bro, <laughs> whatever, bro. <laughs> ha ha, very funny. Yeah, this is this is Dave Filoni. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> hey, Dave Filoni, are you wearing your little boots and uh, with no pants on? Oh, so That's goes, what I said. actually, yeah, I am. Like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. How'd you know? How'd you know? 
and me a pick or it didn't happen. <laughs> and then you get a pick, what would you do? I would probably be frightened. <laughs> or I'd be like, hey, now that you sent me that pick, Dave Filoni, can you whisper Giancarlo for me? Oh, <laughs> and then he just goes, remember what I did to Justin Ridge? <laughs> that might turn me on. <laughs> Okay, also some video game news. We have Star Wars Hunters delayed to 2022 because EA is committed to Fallen Order. Fallen Order 2. Yeah, the sequel to Fallen Order, which, listen, that's cool. But I was looking forward to this. I'm surprised that we didn't get a lot of news about this game because the concept seems like it might have the ability to be that, that breakthrough game that may appeal to other people because it's a first person or a third person shooter. Yes. That is designed to be team-based online action. So I'm thinking Fortnite, possibly what's that other one? Apex legends. That's that's what the description sounds like, right? Oh yeah. Automatically when this first came out, I was really wondering what they were going for. And it just sounds like it's going to be a battle Royale. Now it is only going to be for the Nintendo switch. First off, there are no plans to broaden it out, but I'm okay with that because I'm always looking for games. I have the switch and there really aren't a lot of games that appeal to me. And listen, any game that we can get like this specifically for switch, it'll definitely, it will definitely motivate me to go out and buy and I will play online for sure. But it is disappointing that it's being delayed to 2022. And beforehand, we have not even heard a lot about it other than the actual announcement. Yeah, that teaser announcement. Yeah, they, they did a gameplay footage. Is that what it was? It was, at- a, it was a gameplay teaser. And oh, okay, yeah. We ended up getting a... In the teaser, you kind of get glimpses of what the the gameplay might be. And a lot of people were like saying it. it's very reminiscent to a Battle Royale, like what you said, like a Fortnite. And the only the only thing that had a lot of Star Wars fans excited was it was going to focus on the bounty hunters because that was the whole point. You were going to play a bounty hunter team to actually get together and basically battle another bounty hunter team, which I thought would have been cool because if you think about it, Mike, I mean, we've been talking about like series like like bounty hunters that has a really great eclectic cast that you can draw on for a video game. I'll be honest. If Byler Valance is in the game, I'm, I'm buying the game. Well, you don't have a switch. That means you have to buy a switch too. I'll buy a switch. Yeah. I will punch a kid for a switch. Oh, you're going to steal one? Jingle all the way Jingle all the way style with David. Steal. I will explain to the kid, you know, that a PlayStation five is better. Yes. Yeah. You should get that instead. Tell your mother to not buy this $200 unit for you, but buy an $800 system. All right. See you later, you little shit. Thank <laughs> Give me you that. Later. <laughs> Thank me later. Yeah. What, too? It's for his he own He absolutely good. would. No, no, no. And he says not steal, but he would steal. Not stealing. He would also, stealing. probably wait for them to purchase it and then run outside. <laughs> I it. trade it. Trade it. You okay. know, bring him I something that basically. it's a good life lesson for the kid. Exactly. See, Raina understands. <laughs> They have to grow up sometime. They got to grow up sometime. They got to learn. <laughs> okay, Dave. That's child abuse, but okay. <laughs> they got to learn. Okay, so the article says this is another kick in the guts for fans who are dying to get their hands on new Star Wars video games because they mentioned the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga that has also been 
postponed, postponed indefinitely. There is no release date. In fact, there's now rumors that that game's not even going to see the light of day. Yeah. Uh, and this, listen, I understand for marketability reasons, uh, the Skywalker sequel trilogy, unfortunately, just didn't resonate like all the other Star Wars films in years past. Mm-hmm. People went to go see them. They forgot about them because, unfortunately, the new movies are forgettable. They're not horrible. They're just forgettable. And because of that, there isn't that market. It's the reason why they've cut down on Star Wars toys, uh, yes. but they focus on the Mandalorian and they focus on the Bad Batch and they focus on re-releasing Rebels Black Series. But we get nothing from the sequel trilogy because it's not marketable. They're it's not, not marketable. making money off those films. And now it looks like the video games are also suffering because we also have that MMO game that was announced that I have not heard got, Dick in months about indefinitely as well. So we have the MMO that's been postponed. We have the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game for Switch postponed. We have the Lego Star Wars game that's been postponed. And we allegedly have a release for Jedi Fallen Order Part 2. Part 2. Uh, in 2023 and and also this so one, we have no games david actually no we two have two years or not next year will be 10 years that disney has owned star wars actually we have another game too that's going to be coming out because they announced it i think yesterday what? was uh tales from the galaxy's edge last call that's a 3d or a virtual reality yeah game. it's like the darth yeah. vader game yeah, and they're they're very small games. They're like what, like fifteen minutes. Although, dude, the Darth Vader game was fun. It was fun, but it was fifteen minutes. It was fifteen for minutes. one chapter, <laughs> and then they took months to release new chapters. I forgot is, about it. I feel like this is one of many reasons why they don't want to put news out because one, they get shit talked about them, rightfully yeah. so, yeah. and two, because the fans also are toxic, and then two. You put out this kind of news, then you're like, oh, we're postponing, we're postponing, which causes even more shit talking. Yeah, well, it's it's frustrating. And that's you've tapped into something that we've talked about before in the show, Raina, that the biggest problems that we as uh, as hosts on this show have with Lucasfilm is that they make announcements and then they cancel them, They cancel them or they postpone them or they just pretend they never announced it and they hope everyone else forgets like i'm still waiting i'm still waiting for more anthology star wars films because there was never an official announcement saying they're not doing them anymore so for all i know we're still getting um a star wars story films right david are we still getting those this is just a thing with star wars why is this not an issue with marvel i don't want it to be an issue with marvel but they don't seem to be having any of these problems it's because marvel has good leadership. Whether exactly. you like all their films or not, that's not the point. It's about the fact that they have good leadership. They have well. a full strategy and they have a plan. Disney does not with star Wars still doesn't have a plan. And honestly, the only person you can place blame on is Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Because she's the leader. She's the, she's the tippy top of the, of the, of the totem pole. Yeah. Okay, so Disney Parks shows off first commercial pricing. Or I should say first commercial and pricing for the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Now, Dave, <laughs> we all talked about this, including Raina. I want to say a year ago, maybe even a year and a half yes, ago. Yes, we did. They had announced that they are putting get, uh, together this elaborate. This is the LARPing thing, right? This yes. is the RPG thing. This is the RPG thing. Yes. So they officially announced pricing which we already knew it was going to be very expensive because they said it would be. And 
they dropped a commercial on people. And there are a lot of people who are excited until they see how much money it is. <laughs> uh, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser has been in development for a long time, while details about what can be expected from this unique resort experience have been let out in drips and drabs over the last few years. Disney Today dropped its first, according to this article here, commercial for the resort and updated the official site to offer some key details. The commercial doesn't show off too much that wasn't already known, but it does give a new look at the standard rooms that will be available and sets the tone for the experience. The more illuminating parts of the new information released involve the pricing and what is to be involved in that cost. So are you ready, Dave? Yes. A two-night stay in a standard room for two people in Disney World's off-season Sample prices, hold on, off-season, hold on, world's off-season, why does it say that? Because that's when it's cheaper. That's oh, when it's cheaper. Okay, okay. So for two people in Disney World's off-season, which is from August to September, and it'll be 2022, comes in at $4,809. That goes up to six grand. I like how they leave a dollar off, $5,999. <laughs> <laughs> like it matters. Yeah. Plus California. Up. Oh no, it's Florida, huh? Yeah, it's Florida. Plus it's their Florida. taxes, applicable taxes. Yeah. So six thousand for a family of four. And there's been no sample pricing for the larger suites that will be available. So Yeah, because okay. dude, there's so been if, there's if actually are, talk. There's actually talk that there's a captain suite. Okay. If there are stand if these are standard rooms, okay. Yes. And they're pricing at four thousand. Uh, let's just say five thousand and six thousand dollars. You're looking at other rooms being no doubt close to twenty thousand dollars. It has to be, and that's just a two night stay. Two night stay. Why? Yeah, they're not going to give you a better room for seven thousand dollars. Oh yeah, they're going to they're going to hike that price up between. I'm telling you now, it's going to be between twelve and eighteen thousand. <laughs> or twelve and seventeen thousand nine hundred and ninety nine, and just to make it a little more digestible. That's the thing that basically I'm like going. I hope everyone understands. If you go for this, if people go out there go for this, do not be surprised if you do not walk away with anything. What do you like, mean anything? Like souvenirs. Don't walk. You're not gonna walk away with like you know gifts because the souvenirs the experience David. exactly like that, that, that is price, what i'm taking the hotel do. towels i'm taking the pillows i'm taking the curtains the silverware i'm the gonna ice be walking bucket. i'm gonna be walking around like i'll take that that's mine too <laughs> that's, that's mine, mine. <laughs> that's mine <laughs> if i'd go up to the the uh the front desk lady and be like hey can i have your jacket please and your name tag thank you Oh, wait, they're not going to wear jackets and name tags, are they? No. They're no. all going to be dressed in Star Wars. Listen, for, I don't want to be, I don't want to be gross here, and I don't want to be overly grimy, but for $6,000, I better get my dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Listen, you could take, you could take half wait, of that. $6,000 don't take the kids. 
Oh, that's the cheap price, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, that's the cheap price. Listen, for $6,000, I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm going to have the girlfriend experience of my life. I'm going to (laughs) buy the the, the hottest escort for $6,000 and spend two nights having relations. That's (laughs) time spent. That's that's, that's better time spent and money spent than $6,000. You can fucking role play. What if, well, that's what they're doing. What if in yeah. that $6,000 you get a Twi'lek escort? Oh, well, then possibly. I, I would, I would, okay, listen, if, if a Twi'lek wanted to give me the girlfriend experience at this resort, then yes, that's something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly Mike is willing to. You got to get something out of it. To me, 5000 I know everyone has, they place value, everyone places value in different places, but I'm not necessarily poor. I'm not wealthy either. And I don't want to spend. I'd rather take this $6,000 and buy a, a cool travel trailer that I can attach to my vehicle and have a bathroom when I go camping. Yeah. I'd rather, That's you know, thing. put that down on a, on a new motorcycle. Like $6,000 so I can fucking play? Because and, and, think about, and think about it, Mike. I mean, I remember you telling me how much you spent originally going to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. That was just as a theme park. Now you're going into a cruise ship that's going to actually, they're going to bombard you with souvenirs. Yeah. They're going to bombard you with, hey, do you want this little, little memento? Here you go. The thing that I think was really, that's mean moment was when they, when they explained that there's going to, the experience is going to include lightsaber training. Similar to the, what you we saw at at uh, <laughs> at Galaxy's Edge. So, but here's the thing: you're not going to be able to keep the lightsaber unless you pay I'm for sorry. the lightsaber. I I just I can't do this. I just can't do this, David. There are people starving. Like, let's get real for a second. There are people like six thousand dollars could change someone's life. Oh yeah, and you're spending six thousand dollars so you can More. fucking play and have a lightsaber experience. And let's let's be honest, six thousand plus money. Listen, 6, I don't judge plus. people, David. I don't judge people where they spend their money. My brother's like this. He dumps money everywhere. He spent like, I want to say $5,000 on, on a dinner one night. And I just looked at him. But why, dude? <laughs> why? Like my brother is that guy. So I don't judge people. Everyone ha- puts value in different places. But me personally, I don't think ethically I would feel good about myself. <laughs> okay. But what if it wasn't about the money? What if you were given an exclusive opportunity to check it out, to talk about it on your podcast for some God-given reason they picked oh, yeah. you? Then I'm you would there. absolutely do. Okay, but would you have fun and would you role play? Of course, I'm not like a stick in the mud. Yes, but you I would don't have hate it. It's just fun. the money. I just feel like it's a little exploitive. Yeah, it's very. No, it is. Oh, yeah. It's very. It's, exploitive. it's a little exploitive, and I feel like Disney is really taking advantage of the Star Wars fans who love Star Wars so much that would be willing to spend this type of money. Because you know, the filthy rich aren't the ones going to do this. It's going to be people who are saving money money to get here yes and i just feel like it's very very exploitive and i mean it i like the idea and i hate to be like a person that's just pissing all over this cool concept because it is a cool concept but and i'll be perfectly honest if my son was very adamant about wanting to go to this i don't say no to my kid (laughs) like i do say no to him i teach him you know the right things but if he wants something and he's behaved in school and he's doing well especially after the pandemic and being locked inside for you know nearly two years i would probably say okay i would hate every moment of it as i'm spending the money but for him i would probably <laughs> I do you it would. i don't think you would hate it 
I think afterwards I would hate it. Afterwards, once you see the bill. Yeah, once you see the bill, that's when your your self-hatred would really explode. And that's why I'm not going to even tell my son about this. And if he hears about it, I'm like, oh, that's a lie. It's a rumor. It's not really <laughs> it's happening. I think you take him to be a fool, and he's definitely not. I'll just tell him, like, listen, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> this is not a thing. It's not real. <laughs> so dumb. I might slip this news to my mom because my mom's like me. So I'm like, hey, mom, um, heard about this. It's pretty cool. I don't really have all that money I want to spend. What do you think? You want to go have these? <laughs> see? See if you go have these. Yeah. Such a Mexican thing to do. It, who gives a shit? I'll do it. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing see? is. Okay. In if all, we go have these. In all honesty, this is basically being tr- treated. And I give Disney, uh, Disney World a lot of props i mean do you now? You, you are treating this at, they are treating this as a true cruise like you are being should, treated to a real honest a real to god cruise cruise experience because your food is all comped you are oh, actually the food is comped yeah because you, didn't you know get, that it's all inclusive yeah you get two okay, free so let, let's go you through get, this Hold you on. Get david free, go oh. through the whole list there what's included uh two free breakfasts Oh, uh, Wait, what kind lunch? of breakfast is it? Fucking continental? You can give me a space all of this, donut. No, no, it's all going to be like donut. Star Wars influenced. Okay, that's what it says. It's Blue a Star milk. Wars influenced uh, meals. Okay, and you're going to have two uh, lunches, two dinner experiences. When and... I say experience, is it going to be like a dinner and a show? Yeah, basically, okay. it's like a. It's similar to what they were. They explained here. It's kind of like if you were going on a cruise, the dinner show. You're going to be getting that. Okay. And then uh, you get one complimentary uh, side meal. Like, I guess, like, you can order room service at one point. Okay. Your fourth meal. <laughs> yeah. Your fourth meal. And that's for two two days, which is, that's pretty cool. You're treating it like a cruise. But mm. there's also other things that the people are kind of mentioning, like, they they said that alcoholic drinks are going to be available, but you're going to have to pay for them. And that's also like a cruise. And that's a cruise. Yeah. But you got to also remember, how expensive were those drinks at Galaxy's Edge? Like 50 bucks. 50 are bucks you fucking pop. serious? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus alcoholic Christ, we're going beverages. in October. And then um, they're going to have apparently a gift shop that's on the on the liner, which actually is on all cruise liners if you've been on a cruise liner. Yeah. They have stuff like that. So I I give them props for basically fully going on board and saying we're going to treat this like it's a real legitimate cruise experience. Well, listen, I'm a little more open to it after hearing all that because if it's actually designed to be like a cruise, I mean, cruises cost this much money. Yeah. The, but, but the thing is, you have this to is also remember this is... This is Disney that we're dealing with. So at, while you're there, you're going to be inundated and say, hey, do you want to buy this? Hey, Mike, you want to buy this souvenir statue that cost 80 bucks? <laughs> hey, uh, Raina, what did you say about what? About the money? Well, cruises are usually about a week long, though. Yeah. This is two nights. Yeah, that's true. But I look at it that way as well. I still fucking want to do it. I'm very wishy-washy and indecisive when it comes to this topic. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I should do. Personally, I, I I would want to do it, uh, but then again, you know me. I love LARPing, and I love role-playing. Yeah, I, I would so. not go with you to this ever. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. life depends. I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> You'd be That's so embarrassed even. because I'll just show up in my cloak go, ah, oh, yes, where is your fine dining? <laughs> yeah, my brother's the same way, both of them. 
I will come dressed as a Jedi Knight. And all of a sudden they go, well, you know, you're not supposed to be dressed like that. Oh, crap. <laughs> Walk into my job with a hut inflatable suit. <laughs> I want that. Do you, is there really a job with a hut inflatable suit? Oh, yeah. I really want to be up for Halloween this yeah. year and I cannot find one. I've seen them in the past. Yeah, uh, they're not like you can find them on eBay for almost $200. And I don't know if I can live with myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this does bring us to the end of our time for this week's discussion we will be back uh, i want to say in two weeks after we wrap up the bad batch we're probably going to take two or three weeks off of the star wars show and then we'll come back hit it hard until december where there's no more breaks from now or i should say from the time we get back to december and then after that we may go to a permanent break but, but only um only time will tell we'll see all right i want to thank everyone for listening thank you david thank you reina thank you guys thank you may the force be with us Ah, yes!